probably cars acting up, AC. I heard 8 o'clock had challenges through AC. Y'all better give thanks to Jesus. The AC is working right now. Oh, I guess y'all don't like AC like I do. Let's try that one more time. Let's give thanks that AC is working. Amen. Praise God. I heard one sister said, it'll be like, you just remember those days when you're in Jamaica, and you know, the fan is spinning. But you have to look up because we don't have fans in here. So that's why we have to give thanks for the AC. Amen. Amen. So I want to take the time to just welcome any first-time visitors that we might have. If you are visiting with us for the first time, if you would please stand. You don't have to speak. We just want to acknowledge you in our living word way. Okay, praise the Lord. Not this Sunday, unless, and sometimes you might be a little shy. That's okay. Um, towards the end of service, at the very end, we do have something special for first-time guests. So in the event that you are here for the first time and you did not stand, just listen up towards the end of service. We'll have something for you at the end of service. If you're visiting for the second time, if you would please stand. Oh, sorry. Wave your hands. You don't have to stand this time. Wave your hand. Praise the Lord. Good to see you. Keep your hand waving. We do have something for you. Good to have you again. If you would just take some time to fill out that card that you are being given, um, we're just asking for a little information to help to connect you better to our church and to our ministry. Um, those of us that are here regular on a regular basis, raise your hand, wave your hand. Come on, every last one of you, don't it? Yeah, praise the Lord. Turn and just shake your neighbor's hand right quick, really quick. Shake your neighbor's hand, turn to the other side, shake your neighbor's hand. Amen. At this time, I want to ask each of you to open up your bulletins. There are a few announcements that I want to make sure that I make. Um, announcements are important because that's how we know what's going on in the church, right? So one of the first things I want to ask you, being that today is June the 3rd, does anyone know what's happening tonight? Awana! The Awana closing ceremony. Absolutely. So... Those of you that have children that are in Awana, uh, they are, the leaders of Awana are asking that you bring your children back at 6.30. What time? 6.30. Absolutely. The program starts at 7. I do hope that you make it back. It's always amazing to see how the children have grown and learn about the Word of God. And truly, you will be blessed if you come, okay? So even if you have a child and your child did not attend Awana this year, we would love to have you join us tonight so you can see some of the things that take place, okay? So that's tonight at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> On June the 10th at 6.30, there will be a hurricane preparedness meeting. And we know living in South Florida, we kind of should be prepared, right? And not wait till the last minute, and so I don't know if you're like me, but in the past, I would wait till the last minute and then you spend an extra $100 outside of your budget. And many times you can't find water. You guys remember last year when everybody was trying to get the water, there was no water on the shelves. We're not going to let that happen to us this year, right? So this meeting on June the 10th will give you some guidelines on things that we should be doing individually as well as I'm sure as a congregation in the event of a hurricane hitting. Now, of course, we're going to pray that it does not happen, but as we know, living in South Florida, there are chances that it will, right? God spared us last year, but we still need to be prepared. So uh, please be sure to attend that meeting June the 10th here at 6.30. Also, June the 16th, the South District's Men's Prayer Breakfast 
will be at 8.30. That's here at the church. That covers all of our region, our south district. Um, that is always a blessing. My husband has been in the past. The speaker this year, as you see in your bulletin, is Reverend H. Theo Smith. He's a great preacher. We've, he's been to our church before and preached. So, brothers, you don't want to miss this blessing. So be sure to come for the prayer breakfast outside in the foyer. You'll see the sign-up sheet. It's important that you sign up because they want to account for each man that will attend. Um, who knows what day Father's Day is? Come on, guys. June 17th. Everyone say June 17th. Let's try that one more time. June 17th. All right, so I'm going to ask you again, what day is Father's Day? Thank you. Thank God for our fathers. You know, my father is with the Lord, uh, but those of us that have our physical fathers, it's so important that we honor them while they are here. We don't always, amen, I hear that every day, absolutely, because dads are important just as moms are. So we want to make sure that we remember our dads. There will be something special for all dads. So if you have some men who might be in your neighborhood that you've been praying for their salvation or you've been praying for them to possibly even attend the church, that might be a great day to invite them. Say, hey, my church is doing something for fathers. Would you like to come? Guess what? You ask, you could gain something, but you won't lose anything, right? So at least let's try and see if we can invite some other men from our community. How many students are in this place today? Let me see the students. I think that might wake you up. Wave your hand if you're a student. Okay, not college student, technically. High school, elementary, and middle school. Raise your hand. Let me hear. I want to hear the students. Woo! Little better students. I know y'all can be louder than that. Students, can I hear you? All right. What is Wednesday? Students? The last day of school. I would have thought they'd be louder, wouldn't you guys? I know for me, I'm saying, yes, it's the last day of school. Parents get a break, too. Um, parent, um, students, we want to remind you, bring your report cards in, okay? There is a box in the foyer. It says report cards. Make a copy if you want and just drop it off. But remember to turn in your report cards. I'm not sure when they'll be given to you, but as soon as you get them, be sure to bring them. Um, the South District Talent Showcase will be June the 22nd at 730 Please, 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 we're asking that you support the Talent Showcase. Um, a few Sundays ago, the youth had an amazing, amazing uh, event. You guys remember? Who was there for that? Amen. It was awesome. And our young people are so gifted. They did that on their own. There was no adult assistance. I mean, there were adults supervising, yes, but they choreographed. They did everything from beginning to end. They did an amazing job. So let's continue to support our youth by attending the South District Talent Showcase, June the 22nd at 7.30. Remember that the money for that showcase helps to pay for the food for camp. Now, camp, I don't know if you, those of you that have children, whether they're grown or younger, you know that camp is not cheap. So anything that can offset the cost is a blessing. So even if you don't have kids, you're not ready for kids, whatever the situation, come on and be a blessing. Come and attend the showcase. You won't miss it and you won't be regretful of it you'll be thankful that you came june the 24th there will be a meet and greet for all new members by a show of hands can i see all new members that have joined the church since january 2017 see a few hands amen praise the lord awesome so that is a special event for you 
So if you didn't raise your hand, you're shy, that's fine. But be sure to come to the meet and greet, June the 24th. Um, it is so, it's a blessing to be able to interact with others. If you're like me, sometimes I'm kind of hesitant if I don't know at least one person that will be there. But the blessing is by going to this meet and greet, you'll meet and get to see other people. Vacation Bible School. They're still taking registration. It is June the 25th to June 29th. That's another amazing way to share Christ with your community. If you're anything like me, I drive down the street, there's always like seven or eight kids playing in the street. Some of them might go to Catholic church, some might not go to church at all. I guarantee you, if you invite those kids and they actually come, they're gonna wanna keep coming back. So that's a great way for us to continue to share Christ with others. Vacation Bible School. There will be registration outside on the right-hand side. As you exit, it'll be on your right. You'll see Sister Orlette, and possibly she'll have another person helping her. Last announcement. Thank you for bearing with me. Every announcement is important. The South District Camp, the actual camp that the youth are going to, is July the 9th through the 13th. The money is due June the 8th. That's June the 8th. It's $150 total per child. If you have three children going, the third child is 50% off, okay? So $150, it's not too late to sign up. I think the youth should definitely attend. Parents, encourage them to go. This year, it's called Keeping It Wahanan. So as you can tell by that theme, an adult, yes, an adult helped to come up with it, but it's an adult who interacts with the youth and really gets it. Last year, it was amazing. This year, I think, is even going to be better. So young people, you don't want to miss it. Talk to your parents, okay? Talk to your parents. So at this time, <clears throat> sorry for my voice, praise the Lord, we're going to prepare our hearts for Holy Communion. Thank you, Reverend Kwabia. And somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, we want to ask the leaders to get ready as we prepare to uh, come before the table as we partake of communion. I'm reading from First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, starting uh, from verse number 23. For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you do it in remembrance of me. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of his body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, 
not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians, reminding them uh, that when we come before the table, we must always do so in remembrance of him. Remember what it costs God to reconcile. The Bible tells us God's demonstrated his love towards us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. As the scripture said, so let a man so examine himself. Take a moment as we look to the Lord in prayer. As we ask him to search us, to cleanse us, to wash us. We do not want to partake unworthily, but we want to do so worthily. Father, we are so thankful for your body, which was broken, your blood, which was shed. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Thank you for your immeasurable love towards us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. What a privilege it is to come before this table. So we pray for healing, for restoration. We pray, O oh Lord, as we observe this commandment, it will be done you. We'll ask Deacon Daniel to ask God to bless the emblems. God, today we pause to remember your journey to the cross, O oh God, and the victory over sin, O oh God, and the sacrifices that you made, O oh God, for us in your broken body, O oh God, and O oh God, in the, in the bread that represents that broken body, we pray your blessing upon it, O oh God, and O oh God, in the wine, O oh God, of the juice, O oh God. Lord, Father, we thank you, O oh God, for those sacrifices, for we are reminded every day, O oh God, that Isaiah said, O oh God, you were wounded for our transgressions, and you were bruised for our iniquities, O oh God, and the chastisement of your peace, of our peace was upon you. Father, O oh God, we bring these sacrifices, O oh God, these sacraments to you, and ask your blessings upon them. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Please hold your portion. The bread and the juice will be served together. After everyone is served, uh, we all will partake together.
Communion is open to every born-again believer. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, you are free to partake of communion today. Bless the Lord. As we partake, let's do so remembering him. The cross made a difference for Jesus, for us. Bless the Lord. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for the
I hold in you know, my hands, as you hold in your hands, an emblem of the body of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us, He who had no sin made himself sin for us. His body was pierced. By his stripes we are healed. And we can look at this emblem and it reminds of, of, of that. The Bible says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake of this emblem as we do so in remembrance of him. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And you know, the song says, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As we drink this emblem of his blood which was shed for us, we do so in remembrance of our Lord Jesus. Let's drink. Praise God. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley oh the blood that gives me strength from day to Thank you, Lord. 
We serve a risen and amazing Savior. Amen? It's, it always amazes me how people don't want to hear the name of Jesus, right? How they always, they're fine with Buddha and all these other names, Muhammad, that have no power at all. No, who else rose but Jesus, right? Hallelujah, the blood that gives us strength day to day. That's how we each wake up. Thanks be to God. Amen. We now have the opportunity just to continue to worship, but this time through giving. Amen? Praise the Lord. How many of you are excited to give? Come on. Are you excited to give? Hallelujah. I love giving because truly, it's not about what you get back, but you truly feel good. You feel better. You feel, and you bless yourself. Amen? When we don't give, we curse ourselves. And truly, you can't outgive God. Amen. So Deacon Lee has just given me that nod that he is ready to pray. <laughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we take time out now in the service, Lord, to worship you with our giving, Lord. Help us to recognize who you are, Lord, that you're the God who provides. You are Jehovah Jireh. And all that we have, Lord, not just some of what we have, but all that we have comes from you, O oh Lord. So, Father, as we take this time now to give back to you a portion of what you bless us with, we just want to thank you for jobs, Lord, for income, for the ability to be able to give, Lord. And for those among us who are not able to give this morning, we pray, Lord, that you will make a way for them so that they too will be able to give. So, Father, as we give now, we pray, Lord, that you use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. If you would join me, let's give our musicians a round of applause. They always do an amazing job of helping to usher us into the presence of God. Before we hear the word that God has given to us, I want to also remind you, if you're anything like me and you don't walk with checks and you don't walk with cash, you can always give through the internet. Just go to Living Word Open Bible Church. It's lwobc.org, and there's mobile giving. You could do it through your phone. Sorry, I forgot to do it before, but praise the Lord, anytime. And the cool thing with that, you could do it when you go home. You could do it as soon as you get paid. But just know that's always an option for you, okay? So as you can tell, this entire time of us worshiping together has been to open our eyes and our hearts to God. Amen? So I hope that you are ready to hear the amazing word that God has for us. If you would join me in welcoming Reverend Ronald Rampasad as he brings the word that God has laid on his heart. Well, uh, could we say praise the Lord today? Hallelujah. How many of you know that freedom is in this place? Whom the sun set free is free indeed. How many of you are free today? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to tell the person next to you that you are not here by chance, but you are here by design. Do you believe that? Amen. You are not here by chance, you are here by design. Bless the Lord. Well, you know, uh, the passenger who was in this cab uh, tapped the driver on his shoulder and uh, to, to ask him a question. Well, the driver screamed and lost control, ran over the sidewalk, hit the sign, continued uh, just about five inches away from uh, a restaurant, the glass where people were dining. Thank God he stopped in time. However, the passenger asked him, how could, in fact, he told the passenger, never do that again. You scared me to death. Well, the passenger asked him, how could a little tap scare you to death? Well, the Cab driver told him, this is my first day driving a taxi. For the past 25 years, I've been driving a horse. Habits are powerful. Do I have a witness here today? Habits are powerful. Many of us sitting and hearing by the web today, you are governed or controlled by habits. Amen. Just as this taxi driver for 25 years, he did the same thing over and over again. It became second nature to him. Had he experienced an experience like this, where he was driving a, a corpse to a destination and he got a tap on his shoulder, then he would have never lived to tell the story. 
today I would like to talk on the title Habits. And I'm trusting God that through his power, bad habits will be broken in our lives. And the things that have controlled and held us captive and sabotaged our lives will be broken in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Amen. Amen. I ask the person next to you, are you ready? Well, there are three passages I would like to draw your attention to. And the first one is Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And of course, Luke is in the New Testament. All right, you have Matthew, Mark, then you have Luke. Luke chapter 4, verses, starting from verse 14. And we'll read to 16 from the, I'm reading from the New King James Version. When you get it, say amen. Okay, follow as I read Luke 4, 14 to 16. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he thought in these synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, I want you to underline that. If you have an electronic um, Bible on your smartphone, you can also highlight it. It says he went into, uh, in fact, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Let me ask you something. Can we remove this phrase, and as his custom was, and substitute it with the word habit? And as his Custom was. Let's continue to read Acts chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then we have the Acts. Acts chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Again, when you get it, I'm hearing some pages turning, and that's wonderful. Acts chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. And um, I'm going to follow as I read. And when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was. And Paul, as his custom was, went in through them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them 
from the scriptures. Here it is, Paul, we can substitute as Paul as his habit was. Now I want you to turn to one more um, scripture, and that's Daniel chapter 6. We'll be reading some more of Daniel later on, but Daniel chapter 6. Ezekiel, Daniel, and then we have Jose, Daniel chapter 6. When you get it, again, let's say amen. All right, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. And I'll ask us if you have the New King James, let's read it together. Okay, 2, 3. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. So as was his habit since early days. Amen. So this phrase, as was his custom, it describes what Jesus and Paul and Daniel did is the same as habit. Are you with me? Amen. Well, they were influenced by all were influenced by their habits. How many of you believe that you are influenced by habits? Good and bad habits. Nobody here has bad habits. Am I right? No? Is your neighbor, you think that neighbor has some bad habits? I have some bad habits. And that, the Lord spoke to me. And that's why I, I start to seek the Lord. And he ministered to me. And that's why I got this word, and I have already been challenged and blessed by the message. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, some of our habits are good, and of course, some are not. Well, what is a habit? What is a habit, you might ask? Well, my favorite dictionary, the Webster's Dictionary, says it's a settled tendency or usual Manner of behavior, example, taking a morning walk. Some people religiously take a morning walk, religiously, amen, habitually. It also said it's an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly as, uh, as completely uh, involuntary. For example, getting up early. I get up at 5 a.m. every morning to prepare to go to work. Even though if I'm not going to work, my eyes open at 5 a.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. It became a habit. Are you with me? Amen. How many of you can look back and there are certain habits you gravitate towards doing certain things? Just as there are good habits, there are bad habits. All right? Sometimes 
uh, we do it so naturally. It's uh, uh, like a, a second uh, nature that we don't really think. Our, we just flow and just do this particular thing, whether it's good or bad. Amen? Well, we want to hear what the Bible has to say. And um, for those of us who have been struggling with certain bad habits, we pray that you will get freedom and deliverance and victory today in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. How many of you need some help? I thought what is Rampasad, Ronald Rampasad alone. I need a lot of help. Amen. But I thank God our sources, as the psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Who is this Lord? The Elohim God, the Creator God. My help comes from the Lord. He who made the heaven and the earth. That's your God. And if the earth we serve our God, that means we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. No habit is too strong to be broken. Amen. Well, what's a habit? A habit or custom is a regular tendency or practice in, in, um, in our lives and the way you think or do things. For something to be a habit, there has to be regularity. Am I correct? If something is to be a habit, you have to be doing it regularly, regularly, day in and day out. You know, I, I noticed something. New sod was placed. It's a construction site, built new buildings, planted new trees. New sod was placed. There were sidewalks. But some of the people, they didn't want to walk around, so they just walked across. Shortcut. You know what I'm talking about? I will love to take shortcuts. So that new sod, they walked on it the first time, the second time. And then after a couple weeks, there was no more sod or dried battered sod. Because what happened, they continued to walk on it. And there was an impression that, causes, that caused that sod to almost disappear. Habits are powerful. Hear what it says. A habit is something you, you are used to doing. It is not strange. It is familiar. You feel at home with it. In fact, in most cases, you do it even without being aware that you are doing it. You are just used to doing it. You know, sad to say, and this is not for no one in particular, but there are some of us, in fact, maybe I'll say it a different way then. There used to be this sister um, at the church back in Trinidad where we were, and um, she had attended the church for a number of years. Now she was a board member. But one of the things about her, she was always late. Do you know that there are some people habitually late? So 
being a board member, I believe she should set a good example, even with her time. So I spoke with her, and um, she said, Pastor, I don't know, but I get up early, I get dressed, but I just can't get out of the house. Is there, maybe you are not habitually late, but there is something, there's a habit that has taken deep root in your life and you need help. Anybody needs help here? Amen. So hear what it says. A habit is an established pattern of behavior. So it follows a certain pattern. Well, I think this was the best definition. This teacher asked the student. He said, Sam, what's the definition of a habit? He said, something you keep on doing and you just can't stop doing. You just keep doing it and you just can't stop. Isn't that practical? How many people today you have just been doing it? You just keep on doing it. And as Nike said, just do it. As Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we do not need to do it our way or just do it. We must do it God's way. And the Bible tells us when we become a child of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things or all habits should be addressed or taken care of because now you should have the habits. You should have the fruit of the Spirit. You should not be demonstrating the works of the flesh. We got so much deep-rooted in certain habits that it could be an addiction. There are people that could enjoy being a fornicator and still come in the house of the Lord and dance and shout as usual. And they, they have been ministered to, they have tried, but still some, probably someone who steals, a gambler. And such like, but because of a bad habit. Are you following me? I want, I want to ask you today, every one of you, I command you to listen and not to fall asleep. This is important. And I want you to hear something God wants you to hear your future is tied up to your habits. Years ago, a Harvard University psychology professor by the name of William James wrote, if we realize the extent to which we are mere walking bundles of habit, we could give more, we would give more heed to their formation. We are spinning our own fates, he wrote, good or evil. 
Samuel Johnson says, and this is a good one you can write down. He said, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Isn't that the truth? The chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. I want to draw your attention to a scripture verse. Mark it. Underline it. Don't just mark it, but let it mark you. James 4, 7 says, and most of the times we quote part B, but we don't remember part A. And James 4, 7 says, submit yourself therefore to God. Are you with me? Submission means to do what? Tell me. That's an ominous term. Huh? Submit, submit yourself to yield, to give, right? Something like that. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist, oppose. Resist the devil, and he will shall flee from you. Maybe you are dealing with some habits. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. I want to beg you, submit yourself to God. As Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable service. The second scripture I want you to note is, which one I told you? If it's James 4, 7. He says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And you can look at that, and there are three things. It's the four. Who is the four? The devil, the fight, and the flight. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. But the next verse I want you to note is Ephesians 4.27. And it says, do not give no place to the devil. Are you with me here today? Are you much awake? Don't give the devil any place. When we continually, we, we start something, it becomes a habit. We could open the gates for the devil to take advantage. We could pray as much as we want. We could seek God, believe God, but what gets in the way is our habits. How many of you for years, you wanted to get closer to God? You want to evangelize? You want to get in the prayer meetings. You have good intention. But what happens? The habits pull you back. Anybody following me here today? Samuel Johnson, as I said, the chains of ha habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Is there something that you are doing? You are trying to stop, but you can't. A bad habit. There is hope.
God is able. I want us to know today that we are not born in this world with habits. Habits are formed. All right? We, never born, we were never born with habits, but they are formed and they develop. Based on, as you notice, Jesus from a boy from a certain age as he lived um, the state of humanity, he was, went in the, the, the temple, uh, um, you heard it about of, of Daniel, of Paul, and what happens is that it started from way back, those we associate ourselves with, certain things we observe um, in our family, where we worked, and what happens it influences us. But we have a choice to choose death and life, good and evil. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, habit, we are not born into this world with fixed habits. Neither do we inherit a noble character. Instead of children of God, we are given the privilege and opportunity of choosing the way of life we'll follow. Sociologists and other experts tell us that approximately 90% of what we do is governed by our habits. 90%, I don't know how they, they came up with that percentage if they develop a habit meter. You know, you have all kinds of meters now. All right. Um, so I don't know. But this is what uh, some of the experts are saying. That's, that sociologists say that, and other experts tell us that approximately 90% of what we do is governed by a habit. Isn't that a lot? Isn't that that most of what we do are governed by habits? So don't, should we spend some time in looking at the habits that we have? And if we need help, seek some help. Come before God. Have somebody that you could be accountable to. Read the word, pray, and ask God to help you. Well, they said that is 90% of what we do is governed by habits. And that's taken from the book, Power of Habit by Jack Hodge. So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, my friends, those of you who are watching us um, by the web, that means that about 90% of what we, we do is done uh, even without thinking. We naturally, it's second nature to us. Uh, like, uh, how many of you, you know, you take a particular road or route mornings and evenings, but somebody, a uh, spouse asks you to get something, and you consciously, you put a sticky note you know, you, you consciously try to remember, but when you got at the intersection, the vehicle start continuing to go north instead of making a right turn. It's not you to blame, but the car. Are you with me? You understand? Am I talking the truth? Because it's the norm. Some of us, we go to sleep at a certain time, and soon... As we get to that time, we start yawning. 
we start feeling, you know, a, a bit of onwards. Some of you eat at a certain time, right? Now maybe you're thinking about that joke chicken. Some of you go to the restroom at a certain time. Let's be practical here. And we are actually controlled by habits. Man, men are creatures of habits. We can believe God for great things, but our habits can sabotage us. We can pray for something, but our, our habits can sabotage us. Because we feel, well, this had happened before. And I don't think I'm going to get that breakthrough. Because of past experiences, it's now impeding future progress. Habits can be negative, and habits can be positive. True or false? Or do we all have positive habits in this place? Amen. All of you have good habits. That's wonderful. I need your help. Well, hear what C.A. Hall, from the book of, the home of, uh, home book of quotation says, we saw our thoughts, and we reap our actions. We sow our actions and we reap our habits. We sow our habits and we reap our characters. We sow our characters and we reap our destiny. So therefore, by deduction, our habits directly affects our destiny. Right? Our habits affects our progress. Some people, as I said, uh, just can't, apart from being late, they just can't, for some reason, just occasionally come to church because it's a habit. You know, this sister attended the service, and after the service, she went and met the, the pastor and said that was a good sermon, but pastor, I have one observation here. Every time I come to this church, I'm hearing the same songs. Up from the grave he arose, at the cross, at the cross, joy to the world, the Lord is come, and oh come all ye faithful. So the pastor said, because you come only two times of the year. You come for Christmas, and you come for Easter. Isn't it today, isn't it the truth that some people, you know, that they, they just have a habit day and you ask them, they say, I'm a Christian. I heard that some people, they said, okay, I'm a member of that particular church because they attend twice. I want to remind you what the Bible says. Psalm 122 verse uh, 1 says, the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are glad that you are in the house of the Lord? Amen. The, the psalmist said somewhere, blessed are those who dwell in the house, for they shall yet be praising the Lord. 
when you come to church and corporate worship and prayer and hear the singing and the, the, the anointed music and the teaching and the preaching, what happens is that the Lord uses these avenues to minister to us. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 34 says from the NLT, Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. The Message Bible says, verse 33 says, But don't fool yourselves. Don't let yourselves be poisoned by this anti-resurrection loose talk. Bad company ruins good manners. So therefore, if we need help and we need to change some negative uh, 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 habits, we need to associate ourselves with people who are able to help us. Amen? Amen. How many of you need help? We need to align ourselves. We need to come to God. We need to talk to the leaders. We need to talk to the pastor or leader of the church. We need to find somebody who, whom we can trust and they could hold us uh, accountable. You can't say that's my business and I don't want to share my business with others. Well... Hear what Proverbs 18.9 says. Uh, from reading from the Message Bible. It says, slack habits are sloppy work. And are bad as vandalism. My friends, uh, there are negative and positive habits. Negative habits sometimes you find yourself doing. Even though it diminishes or it destroys you. It undermines your best efforts and determination. For example, look at that. Uh, a person may take a smoke or smoke even though and started by trying one cigarette and then continues to smoke. And even though the box on the outside says smoking is dangerous for your health. In other words, it can kill you. Yet person continues to smoke by the by the packs per day and continues because it's a bad habit and then what happens is because of the substances that are being released the one could become addictive and there as a result of that there are habits certain habits that are hard to be broken but I want you to know that Jesus is able to break every bond every bad habit. This is why he came to seek and to save that which was lost. There is freedom in this place. Give the Lord praise today. I don't know what you have been grappling with, what you have been, you are being challenged with, some bad habit. But I want you to know it's not too late. There is, there is hope. Help is on its way. We can look to God. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord 
Who is this Lord? The Elohim God. He who made the heaven and the earth. Is he your Lord? Is he able? God is able. Amen. Habit can become an addiction. Do you know? There are some people who, and uh, not only men, but women. They say, let me just look at this. Um... Decide one time, and I'm going to stop. And they have been addicted to pornography. And in 2014, a Cambridge University study found that pornography triggers brain activity in sex addicts in the same way that drugs trigger uh, uh, drug addicts. It is powerful. And dangerous. It is believed that online porn is worth over $15 billion. Do you believe that people in the church of Jesus Christ, they are hooked and they are bound? And research had showed and we have read and heard, I'm sure you heard before, that even leaders who go to conferences and pastors, even while they are there, uh, when they go to the hotels, the hotel rooms, they tune in and they look at pornographic materials. Bad habits. God is able to deliver us. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. Do you need freedom today? Is there hope? Is there help? Yes, help is on its way. Trust the Lord. But let's continue. Hear what um, uh, someone says. Uh, a habit is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. Isn't that the truth? There are people who are habitually successful, and there are others who are habitually unsuccessful. It's not by chance or by luck, but because of cultivating certain habits from early o'clock or even amending their ways somewhere along the line, they have experienced change in their lives. Do you want to experience some change in your lives, in your relationship with God, in your relationship with your family? There is help. Amen. There is hope. God is able. Uh, hear what Jordan Spa, uh, uh, Park said. Enthusiasm is the electricity of life. How do you get it? You act enthusiastic until you make it a habit. Sometimes you don't feel to do something, but you continue to act. Amen. Enthusi be, being enthusiastic and you can, it can become a, a habit. Maybe you are having, you want to change from this particular situation. Start by faith and trust God and we'll see how to change for your bad habits into good habits with God's help. Hear what Jim Ryan said. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. Habit is what gets you started. In fact, motivation is what gets you started. But habit is what keeps you going. Well, Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 says that when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, 
he knelt down on his knees and prayed three times a day, as was his custom since early days, as was his habit. Who was Daniel? What comes to your mind when you hear the name Daniel? Anybody? What, do you, what comes to your mind? In the lion's den. But do you know there's a, Daniel was a man of prayer? There used to be a song we used to sing. I don't know if anybody know it. Daniel was a man of prayer. Something like that. Anybody, Reverend Kwabi heard it? That's from way back, hundreds of years ago. <laughs> but he was also a man of prayer. So Daniel was a young Jewish boy who was taken into captivity from Judah under the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was selected in the Babylon kingdom and was trained with some of his friends. In fact, he was a well-respected public official and end up, ended up serving under four kings. One of the kings he served was uh, uh, King Darius of the Medes. Daniel was well-trusted. He was a great advisor and his wisdom was very useful to the king. He was loved very much. However, he was envied. The others were jealous of his position. The other administrators and the governors and, 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 and um, the influential ones, they were, they were really jealous. They envied him and they conspired to destroy him. So what they did, they came together and they said, you know what? We have looked and we could not find anything wrong that he is doing. But they notice a habit. Somebody say habit. What was the habit? Help me there. What was the habit? What was his habit? He, he prayed. So they noticed that. So guess what? They went to the king and said, oh king, live forever. So long as you go to somebody and say, oh, how great you are. One time the two ears open bigger. You want to hear. So the king says, Lord, we, uh, they, they said to him, we want to encourage you to write or sign a law that says no one should seek any deity or call on anyone except you, O king, for the next 30 days. Are you following me? So the king says, well, he didn't know it was a scheme. So he said, okay. But you see the thing about that law, so long as it was written, it could not be altered or taken back according to the laws of the Medes and Persians. So, Remember, the king loved Daniel very, very, very much. Well, guess what? Chapter t verse 10 says that Daniel knew that the law was signed. So what did he do? Well, notice he did not go into hiding. I want us to, this is a, there's a powerful principle here for us to see. We are going to learn about three principles before I close. 
what he did, he went to his house, right? And where he went? He went to the upper room. Notice it wasn't the supper room, but the upper room. Some people would have said, you know what, I could lay low until after the 30 days, I'll just continue to do my thing. But he opened the windows and prayed and looked toward Jerusalem, the place of God, and called on the name of God three times. He didn't play, but he prayed. He went to the upper room. He did what he did habitually. If you don't form a habit of being in prayer meeting, then you will live your life here and there'll be no, you'll never be in prayer meeting. If you don't make a, a serious, conscious effort to be in church um, for Bible study or, or being punctual or witnessing or giving or tithes and offering, then what would happen is that you are going to miss God's blessing as he had promised. And not, we are not going to uh, experience what God has in store for us. One of the things I have realized that when God tells us to do something, to go somewhere, to do some things, we have to do it and make that step by faith. When God guides, he provides. Do I have a witness here today? Amen. Anybody asleep? Remember when Samson was asleep, what happened? Remember when Jonah was asleep, what happened? So, Daniel, he continued to pray. So, in other words, he broke the rule. So, there are consequences. So, his faith and his habit got him into the lion's den. Was that good or bad? One would have think, well, that's really bad. But there are some things for us as we get closer to the end and I'll be closing shortly. And you know, this visitor attended the church. He was visited by his, uh, invited by his neighbor. And the pastor said four times, and, and in, clo in closing, so the visitor asked the, uh, the member, how many doors that this sermon has? Well, it's not too long again, but I want you to understand, and get, please listen carefully. You will find that God's, we, there are a couple things that I want us to, to note here, a couple principles. One, habits do not hide. We may try to conceal it, we may try to hide it, even though when you're at risk, 
that habit. In Daniel's case, that was a good habit where he prayed because he was so committed to the Lord. He knew whom he served and he was persuaded that God was able to keep him. He never really gave up his faith, his conviction, that habit. You know, um, this preacher, uh, the pastor of the church, they had a building project, um, a building fund. They were raising funds for the church's building, and they needed an additional $5,000 to do a particular thing. And so what happened is that uh, he went to the zoo, and he noticed that there was a sign that says that anyone who goes to the uh, Take the challenge to go into the lion's cage and comes out alive will be given $5,000. That was a reward. But that reward could be a regret also. So uh, he went to the zookeeper and said, listen, I want to take that challenge. I'm a Christian and I believe that God is able to deliver me from that lion just as he did um, in Daniel's case. So the zookeeper again hesitantly um, said, okay, okay. So the, the pastor went, uh, the gate was open cautiously. He was in the lion's cage and he had one eye open and the other one was closed as if he was praying. But when he noticed while his eye was open that the lion also was on his knees, seems to be praying. So he said, thank God, this is a Christian lion. Not knowing that the lion was praying and saying, God, thank you for food to eat. <laughs> habits do not hide even when you are at risk. Your habits decide your response to challenges. And if he didn't have a habit of praying, as we see in Daniel's case, he would have just laid low, as I said, for 30 days. When we are faced with a challenge, we most of the time, we don't respond with intelligence, but we respond based on our habits. Your habit determines your outcome of life. Some habits, the same habit that got Daniel in the lion's cage, was the same habit that caused him to be delivered. Amen. Amen. God is not a man that he should lie. After Hebrews 10 tells us, after having done the will of God, we can claim the promises of God. First John 2.6 says, He that said he abide in him ought to walk as he walked. What kind of habits do you emulate? Do you, who do you, what, what kind of life do you live? What, are you controlled by certain habits that are destructive and diminishes you? Do you need to ask God to change those habits? First, Second Corinthians 5.17 says, as I it said, if, therefore, if anyone be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, and behold, everything becomes new. Well, what must I do to make a change? What's the action 
We need to break the habit decisively. Make up your mind and ask God to help you. Get help from someone whom you can trust. Talk with the leader of the church as you read, as you pray. As I said earlier, get someone uh, who could hold you accountable if you are desperate for help. Anybody here really desperate for help? And so As the blind Bartimaeus, he cried out and said, Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Anybody here in the house today? Amen. We need to establish a new habit immediately. Don't wait. Thirdly, go public with your commitment. Tell somebody to hold you responsible. Make a, a, a covenant. Do something drastic. Reach out for God's strength. To close with this. This man passed by. Um, it was a, a circus. And he observed something. What he observed was some elephants. Others passed by, but they never observed that or paused to think about this. He noticed that this big elephant had a tiny rope tied to one of his feet. Tied to his, tied and then tied to a, a little post. An elephant, by the way, can get up to 13,000 pounds. That's really heavy, right? Anybody close to that? 13,000 pounds. That means to bring it into students. How many tons is 13,000 pounds? Well, 13,000, 2,000 pounds in a ton. So divide, um, you take 13,000 and divide it by 2,000. Six twos are 12, so that's 6.5. Am I correct? Don't take out your smartphone and do that calculation now. You know, I think really the smartphone isn't making our young people smart today. Sad to say in certain things. I know we are brilliant people. Isn't that so, Sister Smart? But he noticed that this tiny rope held that elephant. That elephant with 13,000 pounds, humongous, could have just pulled that little post and run all over the place. He could have been free. So he asked the trainer, he said, I want to ask you something. I observed that this tiny rope had is holding this elephant there. And he's not going anywhere. He's not making enough effort to move, but just circling in one place. The trainer said, he said, 
we have trained this elephant from when he was that high. Tied that rope there. And he grew with that same idea that that rope was holding him back and keeping him from getting out. That's why now he's an adult elephant, 13,000 pounds, and he still has that same habit, that same mentality. He could be free, but because of the habit, he remains in, uh, in captivity. He remains in, uh, in that position. Isn't that true today? That many of us, because of our past experiences, some failures, some, uh, something is holding us back. Maybe and some unforgiveness. You were hurt by a family member or someone else. Uh, um, something is keeping you back from progressing. And it seems to be that is that like that rope holds back the elephant. It seems to be holding you back from progressing. 90%, about 90% of, of what we do, about 90% of what we do uh, based on our habits, are controlled by our habits. How many of you need to ask God to change some of your habits? Amen. Anybody here, let us all stand. Amen. There is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. And God is able. We are all creatures of habits. God, don't matter how far, how deep, don't matter your past situation, God is extending to you his hands and his, he's extending to you freedom. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. Paul recognized that, and because of his past life, he recognized after having a head-on collision with Jesus Christ, uh, uh, I think it was in Acts 8 or so, um, one of the things he said in Galatians 2.20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live is no longer I, but is Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and, and who gave himself for me and so on. The Christian life is an exchange life. It's no longer you, but it's Christ. So therefore, we should have the habits of Christ. Amen. Amen. How many of you want to put on and be clothed with the habits of Christ? I want to pray for you. You know, close and pray. Slip up your hands where you are. You say, I have some habits I've been dealing with. I, I try to, but I seems to, it seems to be a rot. Amen. Just a, 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 that elephant. It seems to be that rope is keeping me back. Of, uh, I, you know, I want to be delivered. I, I want to be free. But, oh, Lord, help me. Help me. I want us to, to make a drastic change and turn around even today. In Jesus' name, take a moment. I want you to just reach your hands, uh, hold that hand to that person next to you because we need one another. 
we can't do it on our own and utter word of prayer and say Lord you help my brother help my sister help him to break every cultivate good habits and break bad habits to have the habits of Christ of prayer of gathering in your church in your together scenes of witnessing of giving of going of gathering to be more like Jesus to be more like Jesus all I ask is to be more like him hallelujah and if there's someone here watching by the internet here you have never accepted Jesus Christ and maybe you have reached to that point where there was addiction in some particular area I want you to know God is able to deliver you hallelujah he's able to deliver you just ask him to forgive you and to cleanse you come into your heart make you a child of God believe that he came he died he rose again and he's coming back for us confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved so, Father, we thank you for your word. Indeed, your word is forever settled in heaven. Open our eyes so that we'll see the wondrous things of your law. Lord, may we seek to be like you, not to be controlled by bad habits, but establish good habits, even as we have seen, demonstrated in, in your life, O oh Lord, in Paul's life, in Daniel's life, and in others. Help us to emulate you. And also in so doing, be exemplars of the faith. Enrich our lives as we study your word. As we not just applaud, but apply them in every aspect of our walk with you. Father, we thank you if there is someone today in this house who needs, who has repented and turned from their sins. I pray, oh God. Lord, we pray that they'll experience the new birth. And accept you as Lord and Master of their lives life before time changes to eternity. As we give you the honor, glory, and the praise in Jesus' name. And let God's people say amen. Could you give the Lord a praise in the house today? Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We look forward to seeing you back tonight for our closing uh, uh, ceremony for the Awanas closing uh, um, session. So please come back tonight. We want to be dismissed. We have devotionals outside. Uh, please get one before you leave, before we dismiss the service. Uh, remain where you are. We are going to pray and dismiss the service. If there's anyone you have visited for the first time, uh, please, Sister, we uh, have made special preparation for you, so we want you to be refreshed, meet some of our leaders before you leave in the hospitality suite, all right? So let's lift our hands as we pronounce the blessing. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you. And may he give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day and we see you back tonight.